Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to First Strings. I'm Maria Ruskan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch First Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. That would be the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, we're fresh off Mother's Day and I hope all you mothers listening today had a wonderful, wonderful day. Lavish with all kinds of love. Well, in light of Mother's Day, The Atlantic had an article by Derek Thompson on how motherhood is changing dramatically. And those of us who are in the marketing to women's space, and especially the marketing to mom's space, know it's true. It has been changing pretty dramatically over the last five, ten years. We know that more moms out there have gone to college than ever before. More of us are more likely to work full time. And yes, even the number of children in our households are dwindling. Used to be that three was the new t- Two. Well, now apparently two is not even the new two. We're having fewer and fewer kids. And yep, we're shunning marriage uh, more so these days than the previous generations. Um, and the reason in general is because, yeah, we've gone to college and guess what? We got to work and we, we, we have other things on our priority list. Um, we know that those working moms are spending more time in the offices been at home, and as a result, moms and dads, if indeed there is a mom and dad in the home, are finding themselves with similar chores. Used to be, of course, that parents specialized. I love the fact that Derek calls it specializing. Dads worked, moms stayed home. Well, now we know with 43% of married moms employed full time um, that guess what? More dads are doing that uh, quote unquote dirty work of child care than ever before. But the more kids you do have, the less likely you are to work, according to Derek. In fact, this is a stat I had not heard of before, but each additional child reduces a typical mom's likelihood to be in the workforce by about five percentage points. Five percentage points for each kid. I thought that was interesting. We know the younger the child, the more apt the mom is to stay home. A lot of them re-enter the workforce as their kids get older into those teen years. Middle-class moms are the most likely to be in the workforce, and we know that we've got a lot of dual wage earners out there. A lot of households have both a mom and a dad who work. In general, birth rates are falling at all education levels, but believe it or not, it's steepest among moms with less education. And actually, those of us over 40 um, guess what? We're childless now more than ever. Um, in fact, it's almost twice the likelihood that you reach your 40s with no kids than it was 40 years ago. We know that one of the fastest growing demographics in the country is a single mom had a household, and that is happening at every income level, every education level, and across all ethnicities. Thought that was pretty 
pretty interesting. Um, we know that's true and that has huge implications on marketers and companies seeking to connect with women in some more of those traditional male roles, which now I don't know how many of those really still exist. Um, we do know that moms are having births outside of marriage and in fact marriage is declining at every income level except the top 5%. That's right. High-earning women are more likely to be married than they were 40 years ago. thought that was interesting. So at the highest of income levels, um, marriage is actually increasing, not decreasing. Otherwise, the rest of us are saying, yep, so long to a spouse. Anyway, lots of information there, I know, but I thought it was fascinating in light of Mother's Day and also in light of my guest that's coming up a little bit later in the program. Our first profile today is the Target Trendsetter. Uh, now, you know, we do a profile each and every week. And of course, the Target Trendsetter is really about mom. Um, lots of women out there that fall into this, nearly 10 million, medium income of about 90,000. They're around age 40. A third of them have graduated from college. A quarter of them stay at home. Uh, they consider themselves to be somewhat entrepreneurial. They're kind of happy with their life these days. It's been a, more of a struggle the last four or five years. And they are focused both on their time and their money, how they spend both. Um, they put their family first, of course, and um, they do try to indulge their kids when they can. They feel like that um, when they're shopping, they need to make smart choices, and they'll shop around for variety, um, and they do shop frequently. They're always about the deals, guys, not the brands. They'll shop around at different stores to find the best deals, and coupons draw them into stores that they wouldn't typically shop at, and they're always looking for bargains, and they consider themselves extremely informed when it comes to shopping. Their kids impact what they shop as well, and of course, they're shopping for their home, although they do for themselves. Clothing, cosmetics, toiletries are all on the top of the list. They do struggle with money management, as many of us do, and they, they need to do a better job of saving money. So where is she shopping? Lands in Old Navy Gap, Nine West, Kohl's are all tops with her. And if you're a marketer, how do you cross paths with her? Well, any parenting magazine guaranteed to be interacting with her as well as their online companions, family fun, parenting parents, real simple, red book, first for women are all big ones as well. Well, my guest for this program knows a lot about women and knows a lot about moms. Michael Clements, she's an independent marketing strategy consultant. She's also the founder and CEO of her own company, Insight to Action, Inc., and she's the co-author of a book published in 2011. In fact, we had her and her co-author on way back in the day talking about that book, Tuning Into Mom, Understanding America's most powerful consumer, and we know that Michael does specialize in moms and also other customer groups. It's all about um, coming up with those recommendations and business strategies um, that can drive against her clients' goals. She's also the founding board member of the Marketing to Moms Coalition, and we'll talk to her a little bit about that today as well. So stick around. More from Michael Clements around Marketing to Mom when strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? <laughs> You're not alone. 
These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. And clear, the agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding-edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. And clear, this is how you sell with social. And clear, this is how you sell with social. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 17th Annual International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 31st, 2013. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Mobile Presence on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Joining me today is Michael Clements. She's the founder and CEO of Insight Into Action and is the co-author of a book, called Tuning Into Mom, Understanding America's Most Powerful Consumer. And on top of that, she's a founding board member for the Marketing to Moms Coalition. Welcome back to the program. Thanks, Maria. Well, before we jump into some really great information you have to share with us today, tell us about Insight, insight to Action. Well, this will be a short story. I think that you've hit on the high points. Our goal is to really have pragmatic actions that are based on customer insights, as the name would suggest, insight to action. Um, One specific example is segmentation. We're big believers in segmenting a market, in this case, the mom's market. And Maria, you gave a lot of great examples uh, at the outset of the show in terms of different groups of moms, whether they're working moms, moms with one child, moms with more children, et cetera. Yes, and all moms are not created equal, that's for sure, <laughs> even though I think some marketers think we are. It's, it's, there's definitely different needs out there. So I know that you do a great bang-up job with that. You've got tons of experience. And, um, you know, I know, too, as being a founding board member of Marketing to Moms Coalition, you you and your board, other board members are all well-known in the Marketing to Moms space. Um, in fact, a lot of people listening today You'll know some of those other board members, Maria Bailey and Bridget Brennan, friends of the show. And um, before we dive into a study that kind of was born out of that coalition, you know, for those people not as familiar as I am about the Marketing to Moms Coalition, just give us a little bit of insight into what it's all about. Sure. Well, we are an independent, actually not-for-profit organization, and our whole goal is, as the name suggests, 
supporting and promoting mm-hmm. mothers as the most powerful consumer group in the United States. Believe it or not, there are still some folks out there that haven't quite gotten that message. (laughs) And we want to be the resource then for industry professionals, such as your listeners. And really what we do is broad-scale research studies to identify trends, and we'll talk about that. We connect members. We have some in-person events. And I encourage everyone to join our LinkedIn group where you can simply post questions to other members of the community and, and if we don't have the research study, probably another one of the members will have the research study. So just to really be a resource. Yes. Well, and like I said before, you know, that board, yourself, Maria, Bridget, and the others have a, a wealth of insight into moms. And so I truly do recommend you tapping into the Marketing to Moms Coalition if you're listening today. And one of the great resources is that you do do those studies. Um, in fact, we're here today to talk about one fairly recent one, late last year, you unveiled the results of a study you called the State of the American Mom. And I know you, you went out to more than a 1,000 moms and actually hit some dads in the process, which I love, and covered pretty much all those key topics that are important to us all, to families everywhere, healthcare, financials, technology, food, nutrition, media habits, lots and lots of information. Um, I know you've been asking the same types of questions over the last several years so you can kind of track shifts and trends, right? Exactly. I think we've been doing this study for about seven years, and we typically do track some key trends across the years, but also we will look at a new topic. And by the way, this year, healthcare was a new topic, uh, pushing out some of the detailed questions on economic cutbacks. One area, though, that we have tracked for years that is very consistent is the mom's top priorities as parents. And what was kind of fun this year was we were also able to see that dads, in fact, share those priorities. (laughs) Um, And another area that's a perennial is where does mom get her information sources? All advertisers want to know where does mom get her information sources? And so we always look at that and how that varies by topic. For instance, on medical or health care, you may use different information sources than on food or nutrition. Mm-hmm. So those are some perennial areas. One statistic I thought readers would enjoy was the smartphone ownership amongst moms jumped in one year alone from 44% of moms, and this is a nationally representative sample, to 60% of moms. And while we may think about mom working very hard all the time and she certainly is very responsible, the number one thing that she's doing on that smartphone is actually playing games. So this shows <laughs> mom enjoys a good laugh. She isn't so deadly serious at all times. Well, and game playing, I guess, isn't too terribly surprising. I know I had read some statistics not too terribly long ago about the number of apps she downloads and a lot of and to your point, are gaming and not necessarily always for herself, right? Also for her kids, I would imagine. Yes, we've had that question, but she is playing herself and also, of course, <laughs> she has many for for her kids. So I think it's a nice balance because moms are very serious, so it's also nice for a little smile to think that mm-hmm. she can take a moment and play a short game as well. So I know, as you said, you've been tracking a lot of the same topics year over year for the last seven years, of course, the addition of healthcare this year. What are some of the more surprising responses out of the study that you would say? Yeah, I think some of the most surprising findings and for me very um, personally compelling were to compare mom's responses with dad's. 
And so though I admit it was a little against the grain for an organization that is dedicated to promoting moms to include tests, we actually found that this was a very helpful. So what comes out of it is mom is still primarily responsible. I don't think this has come as a huge shock for many of the parenting and duties, whether it's childcare, grocery shopping, and meal preparation. But what we see is the Generation X dads are much more involved. And I think you alluded to this at the beginning. Whether For whatever reasons they're more involved, they are more involved, and they're claiming more responsibility. It's interesting. Dad will never say or very rarely say that he's the primary, but he will say that he is sharing in the responsibility. And so then you can get into a dispute, I guess, between the moms and the dads as to how much, you know, how much percentage that sharing involves. <laughs> And yes, and while there's still a long way to go, if you're familiar with the Sheryl Sandberg saying that the sexist dads are leaning in and doing a laundry uh, out there, there's still evidence from our quantitative data that men are, dads are leaning in. And there's even a story where they're more concerned than moms, which is they're more likely to feel that technology is eating into the family time, which mm-hmm. is kind of surprising because I think that's something you might imagine mom be you know, the most concerned about. Interesting. Well, and do you feel like that more men and more women are claiming that more men are getting involved in those kinds of activities because of what's been going on in the economy the last four or five years? Or do you feel, I mean, since, especially since we're talking about Gen X dads, um, or, or do you feel like it's a societal shift in what? I think it is more behavior? of a bigger, yeah, I think it's more of a bigger shift. I mean, clearly we have men who have been out of the workforce and, you know, so obviously are stepping up in those roles. But what we see is large enough that it is a bigger shift. And we focus on Gen X dads because they are a very large group. Of course, millennial dads are sort of coming online and I'm sure they'll be right in tune with this, but we didn't have quite as many of them to look at. And boomer dads are likely participating, but they may not be at the vanguard of of the leaning in uh, process. Well, and you talk about technology playing that big role in family time and how dads are saying it's cutting into family time. Moms are gaming, as you say. Um, We know that mobile um, has continued to be huge. You you stated some stats on how the dramatic increase in the use of mobile. Do you feel that um, mom's seen the value of all that technology, all that technological engagement? Do you see that it's helping them? Um, and not just, I mean, clearly it's eroding family time, but is it is it up keeping them more organized and it plays a, a critical role in their day-to-day? Yes, we definitely see that moms see the pros of the technology outweighing possible cons of the, you know, reduction in family time and Going back to one group that you mentioned earlier, um, the single working moms, or we call them earner moms for a minute, that group, as you can well imagine, finds the mobile devices, in particular the mobile phone, critical to stay in touch with their children and their caregivers and even their potentially, you know, former spouses to coordinate. So technology is definitely um, helping, and it doesn't have to only be uh, deadly serious. I think one of the reasons that the dads cropped up as more concerned than the moms uh, with the mobile devices cutting into family time is fundamentally moms are still spending more time with their children. Mm -hmm. So they may feel that I have more time. Yes, it's cutting in, 
but compared to some of these, especially the the dads that were most likely to be concerned were the primary breadwinner dads, where they are the primary breadwinner in the household. So they may not spend as much time with their children. And so, yes, it's it's disturbing to see the technology coming. I think mom might be a little bit more balanced feeling that she is spending more time with her children. I totally get the need to balance it out. That kind of plays into probably the rise of, of Pinterest and Twitter and YouTube. I mean, we know moms have been engaging on Facebook for a very long time. Talk, if you would, about the use of social tools like that. Sure. Well, Facebook, to your point, maintains its strong number one spot. It's 73% of moms claiming to use it regularly. So not just have it, but use it regularly. And it drops all the way down to 31% at YouTube. So you can see, you know, YouTube is significant, but again, regular use less than half of what Facebook would be. And Pinterest, as we all know, has been a fabulous success, but still only 18% of moms are really regularly using Pinterest. And then our favorite in the media world of Twitter really ranks uh, a, a distant fourth at 8%. Looking within the segments of moms, as we talked about subsegmenting it, it's not surprising to see that millennial moms and the Gen X moms are, in fact, more uh, regular users of the YouTube, the Pinterest, and actually the Instagram. Facebook really holds its own across, you know, all of those groups of moms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to dads, I know you didn't get to as many dads as you did moms in your study, but I'm just curious, were you able to gauge how they engage on those sites? Yes, it is quite interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, Dads are actually higher on the regular usage of YouTube, which is interesting, 46% compared to the moms at 31. And then what they're doing is a little different. Moms skew ahead of that on being on Facebook several times a day. And when she's on Facebook, she's more likely to post pictures of family and friends. I don't think that would be a great shock to users of Facebook. And to like brands, which we know is very important brands. Dads, interestingly, are more like to say they're registering complaints and getting customer (laughs) service. So they're a little bit more task-focused in their – not that they're not sharing with family and friends, but they are skewing to some of those activities. And then Pinterest, we thought it was interesting. Recipe ideas, the number one – turns out food is mom's number one uh, topic of interest, and recipe ideas is the number one thing she's doing on Pinterest – she is getting inspired and getting decorating, but really food uh, stands out as wonder why are there pictures of recipes everywhere we go? Well, now we know. No, no wonder we're hungry all the time. We're surrounded by images of fabulous food. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. I do want to talk a little bit about maybe some of those healthcare insights since that was a new topic. And talk a little bit about shopping in the time that we have left. More for Michael Clemens. That's when purse strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. We're rocking the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. Rock the world with LinkedIn. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. I've been chatting today with Michael Clements. She's the founder and CEO of Insight to Action, also the co-author of the book Tuning Into Mom, Understanding America's Most Powerful Consumer. And we've been talking about the annual study that um, she, as part of the Marketing to Moms Coalition field each and every year for the past seven years, around the state of the American mom. And we've been um, talking about all kinds of implications and I know that one of the things that you said you added to this year's, this past year's study was some questions around health care. Talk a little bit, if you would, about what you, what you found out by fielding that to more than 1,000 moms and more than 100 dads. Sure. Well, the first headline, I think, in healthcare is that old image of Dr. Mom is still accurate. Mom does see herself as the primarily responsible person in the household for taking care of the family's uh, medical needs. And specifically, just as an example, 71% of moms will say it's mainly me who's responsible for taking children to the doctor. And that compares with um, 31% of dads who say it's mainly her or 45% of dads who say we share in that. So it's still true to this day that it's doctor, mom, and possibly dad may be tagging along for the the doctor visit as well, but it's really down to mom to take that primary responsibility. So that's the, the, the big thing in terms of roles. The second thing we found was we looked at because of the economy if there's an area that mom is skipping, we looked at different categories. Would it be her own you know, physician visit? Would it be her own eye doctor? Would it be her own dentist? Or would it be you know, for her child? And as you may not be surprised to find, if there is a sacrifice, it's definitely mom would be foregoing her own doctor's visit, whereas she's prioritizing her child's uh, doctor visit. And the biggest reasons why mom chooses to visit a pediatrician with with her child is 
the annual checkup. <laughs> That's a huge, huge one. Of course, sick care and immediate care. And then school requirements for those of you or for those viewers who target moms with kids that are school age, you may know that all the sports teams will require and all the schools require immunizations and, and basically proof that the child can um, participate in the activity before getting started. And one of the things I like to highlight in that area, though it's not from the study, is now there are services available from folks like Walgreens and CVS clinics where, where those sports physicals can be done. Uh, very convenient. Of course, this isn't the intense, you know, serious doctor's exam, but it mm -hmm. can be quite, I guess, convenient to moms. Uh, you can schedule the appointment online. You can come at your convenience. And uh, having fallen into the trap of forgetting this myself, you can get it done at the last day. <laughs> yeah, when the, when, the, when the form is due, you know, the next day. Exactly. It's hard to get into the pediatrician on that yeah. short of notice when it's not a sick, you know, when it's not a sick visit. So exactly. those, making those it efficient for her, right? Making it easy and efficient uh, for her. And it's so funny to hear you talk about that. My husband stays home with our kids, and so we definitely aren't the not the normal, um, not the, the normal family makeup. In fact, he took our daughter to her annual checkup. I did not go, but I, I did send him along with questions, Michael, to ask. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Just to make sure he asked all the right questions. So, uh, but yes, making it easy and efficient for anyone, but especially mom. Um, I know we're almost out of time, but I did want to ask you. I know we talked a lot about um, women putting off marriage, single how to health really kind of being one of the fastest growing demographics in the country. I know when you looked at shopping habits, you broke it down by the role of women as kind of as wage owners versus those who aren't the wage earners in the home. Do you expect to see kind of those shopping habits to morph in the direction of single working mothers over the next few years, kind of looking at what's happening with the trends? I thought that was a great question, Maria, because I think the single working moms do stand out to your point on some of these shopping habits and what they stand out specifically for shopping more online as well as making smaller trips uh, to the store. And those are two things that we also see overall more smaller trips and overall more online shopping. So it really looks like the single working moms are leading the pack of the general uh, populace in that regard, and we do expect those trends to continue. As you might not be surprised to find out, some of the people that are spiking on other things would include the moms that are more secondary earners or non-earners, and they may be doing more uh, shopping at sales and using coupons. Not to say the single working moms are not motivated by those things, but their time is even more at a premium. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We don't always have the time to go searching out for those deals. To go to um, five stores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know about you, but I shop based on convenience. Um, there's tons of implications, of course, for marketers coming out of this study. You've shared many of them already. Are there any that uh, more that you would just recommend we pay attention to as we wrap up today? Yeah, so I think though their priorities of mom can remain constant from one year to the other, your questions about the marketing uh, vehicles and tactics are constantly changing. So look at the jump and the increase of the mobile phone ownership amongst moms or the usage of Pinterest, of course, Facebook. And so there's constant attention required from the marketing person to make sure the data is fresh and accurate. Another thing that actually comes by the way of Maria Bailey, which is I think fascinating, is 
a trend amongst the millennial moms to have these new events. I don't know if you've heard of them, but baby moons mm-hmm. and gender reveal parties. And so these actually present then marketing opportunities because they are new events that moms are celebrating uh, during their pregnancy. So I do think it's it's the, the needs are evergreen, but the tactics can change and that presents new opportunities each year. You know, I'd heard of baby moons, but I have not heard of the gender reveal parties, but I can only imagine. <laughs> It's fascinating. You can go online and find their entire companies offering parties, you know, specialized in this regard. So, yes, yes. I love it. We're always coming up with another reason, aren't we, to yes. celebrate and, and drive consumerism, if that's the way of the world. Michael, thank you so much. It's always great to have you on and really great insights today. And I do want to make sure we get the website out for your company. Do you want to share that? Oh, sure, yes, www.i2action.com. So it's like into action only without the N and into. Perfect. And also keep in mind that you can also tap the Marketing of Moms Coalition, uh, which Michael is a founding member, and, of course, all those other wonderful experts as well. Thank you again, Michael. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. And thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. And join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.